Hello everybody, welcome back to What We Stream. We're talking to each other again. No more solo episodes. Yeah, no more solo episodes. Uh, It's just going to be silence or togetherness. Or more shower sounds, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys enjoy that? (laughs) Yeah. You know what would be funny? If if we called this podcast something in the vein of Mr. Sunday movies, because we always record on Sundays. Mm Mm-hmm. But you know, Mr. Sunday streamers, yeah, yeah, will be the uh knockoff version of uh Mr. Sunday movies and <laughs> caravan uh, of garbage. We'll do cargo yeah. van of recyclables, cargo van of trash, <laughs> yes, mission machine. Oh, bullshit. I don't know, it's like a recyclable container, yep, uh, <laughs> on wheels. Uh, I don't know because like caravan. Know. Garbage, whatever. Yep. Uh, cool. You well, are one this, of our influences. That is, yeah. Uh, that was the joke. Big fans. Uh-huh. Please. Uh-huh. Listen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. There I'm you go. I'm going to try my Australian accent, but you know, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. We should try a whole episode straight face because you know, nowadays, like, you okay. can't, like, you can't just laugh and, like, laugh things off. You got to, like, yeah. show you're confident and just own your. Mm-hmm. joke and what you say so let, let's okay. own it I, I will not laugh at any of my jokes ever again i'll just say it and then wait for people to laugh okay and i'm owning it yeah along with you thank you i appreciate it let's <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> i couldn't hold I it mean... for like 30 seconds <laughs> God damn it. Wait, oh bye Thank okay. you. Special guest. <laughs> With the special guest. Oh, yeah. The special guest, uh, the once in a while uh, fiance that comes in. Uh, she's going off to watch uh, some YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. And did you know that YouTube is the top most streamed video website? Really? In the world. I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> you, you wonder why uh, nobody's watching Netflix? I mean, people are watching Netflix, but for the most part, people are just burning their minds on yeah. YouTube. Because, like, yeah. if you're watching TV for the purpose of burning your head and just not caring about anything and numbing yourself, you know, YouTube gets the job done uh, kind of a lot quicker. Yeah. EBH. It's like short videos. Uh, you don't pay to watch ads. You yeah. like you pay not to have ads. Yeah. And, uh, you know. Trying uh, to think of, like, what are the ads I mostly see if I'm watching YouTube? It's like, I don't know. They all kind of look the same now. They're all loud and they look like, I'm getting I mean, a Wayfair ad, like with the, like, I don't know if, if, if you've seen it, but I get like the Wayfair ad with a uh, stay-at-home Santa Claus and with some trendy music. And he's like, he's enjoying all the products that he bought on Wayfair. And I uh, get that one. It feels very European for to me because like having a character that's like usually boring and yeah. making them exciting is a very European thing, I feel. Or like, yeah. especially like old men being cool. Like that's sort of like a European thing that you don't see true. often in the US. Like full Monty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's usually in the US, it's like young person being cool or, you know. <laughs> you know what? Now that I really think about it, yeah. Like another round. Yeah, that was old guy finally dancing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, 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 part of why DC couldn't make a lot of stuff work is because, like, um, like Batman was supposed to be 
old guy being cool and now he's yeah, Robert Pattinson. He wasn't old enough. Like, you know, Ben Affleck being the old grizzly version of Batman. Like I was like, he's not that old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you, ideally, like you would have had like Jean-Claude Van Damme or something because he's yeah. old and he will also you know, kick your the, ass. The Belgian, the Belgian Batman. I hold that. You should hold that. <laughs> hold that in JC, your back pocket. JC Batman. Uh, you know, not JCVD, yeah. but you know. Uh. <laughs> you know who would probably push for that? James Gunn. And before yeah, we man. go into our other stuff, what do you think about uh, Henry Cavill being out as Superman now? Uh, it's like, I don't know. Like they keep, I don't know if it's him or his publicist or the other publicists around like Netflix and DC. Yeah. But like he keeps being, uh, I mean, like recently is like, well, I'm leaving uh, Netflix to do Superman. But apparently those two weren't necessarily related. Yeah. Uh, they just sort of happened at the same time. And then now it's like, well, actually, I'm not doing Superman. Uh, I'm going to do Warhammer 40,000. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with with Amazon yeah. Prime. Yeah, apparently, uh, from what I could piece together from the story, and like I'm not a professional piecer together, so mm -hmm. you know, this is this is probably going to be wrong, but it seemed like, uh, The Rock was trying to carve out a piece of DC that like he could control, so and he would push work. for things like Henry Cavill coming back as Superman, and they'd say, "Yeah, go for it." Hey, I'm gonna say I'm the new hierarchy of DC, and they would say. And the executive said, yeah, go for it. And mm -hmm. then, like, once he did everything he wanted, basically, Warner Brothers said, you thought you laid up this bitch? No. <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, he said, ah, that was cute. All right, get out of here. It's like, you thought it's you like, could. Hey, it, you know, it's you like fun. they gave you, like, half the carrot and just, like, snatched it out of, basically. But it's, I, I, I don't think it was 100% James's gun, James, James Gunn's James Gunn, um, decision. Yeah. And if it was James Gunn's decision, it was something he was planning to do as he was coming in. Like, as he was talking to Warner Brothers Discovery, it was probably a known fact that he wanted to start from scratch as much as possible. So yeah. whoever's above James Gunn, while knowing that that had to happen, they let basically The Rock do what he wanted and said, ha ha, no. So it's like... <laughs> Yeah, well, but, it, you know, it, it's sort of like I think, yeah, you're you're like I think you're right in saying like James Gunn wanted to do his own thing, yeah. But you know, money money talks, and they're like, well, if Black Adam does really well, which yeah. it didn't really, yeah, um, we'll have to keep uh, The Rock and uh, Henry Cavill because like people love that shit and whatever. But the money, the the movie didn't make that much money, so I think yeah. it's just like that pressure of keeping them there, yeah, uh, was like probably just like removed and uh, yeah. James Gunn can just do what whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. From what I've seen, like it actually did make a lot of money. Like it made more money than the first Captain America, but uh -huh. it didn't offset the cost of the marketing yeah. and, you know, the value built up by like the years of hype around it. And it's, uh, it almost feels like it's be, it's being killed off to make a point almost. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Knowing James Gunn and like his style and stuff and what would probably work for DC here on out. Uh, I'll, I'll try to elaborate on this as well as I can, but they're bringing back Henry Cavill as like, they're basically telling Henry Cavill, Hey, you're not coming back as Superman, but sometime in the future, you come, come, come back as somebody. 
And mm-hmm. they're saying he could come back as somebody, but at the same time, Jason Momoa, they're saying they're after Aquaman, they're going to recast him as Lobo, or that's the, the rumor. Yeah. Here's my theory slash idea. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill is going to be Lobo. Oh, that's interesting. Think about it this way. It is it is too obvious at this point. Like Jason Momoa as Lobo, it matches. They should have done it in the first place, but it yeah. matches too much. Like Batman worked because every time they casted Batman, it was something that made people go, what? Wait, what? why? And then you watch the performance and you're like, oh. And like Superman, I think what kind of made Superman hard to work with is that, you know, they would get somebody that would look exactly like Superman every single time. And, you know, it's kind of something that we're, you know, used to. Or so, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. but sort of if like, you think about it, it, it never surprised you. Like it was never really surprising. I, I think it's like, you have a special kind of, Im- like you have a specific image of what Superman is. Yeah. And usually, you know, straight laced, whatever, boring. But this time with Henry Cavill, I mean, probably, technically because of Zack Snyder yeah. uh, instead of Superman being like, yeah, you know, like I'm here to save the day and whatever. It's more yeah. like Ugh, angst. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't save my father from the tornado. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and because the... why? Because whatever. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, like, and like I mentioned before, like I, I never really bought Henry Cavill as the becoming Superman guy. And apparently the James Gunn penned mm-hmm. future Superman movie is going to be about like the early finding himself Superman. Like Henry Cavill to me always worked as a full-fledged Superman, which is kind of why I'm bummed that he's not Superman because like I felt like that would have fit him more as the full. But I I could see him as Lobo because one, James Gunn likes to fuck with his audience. Two, (laughs) um, basically it's like unexpected enough that'll make people interested. And three, if you see... Henry Cavill's roles outside of Superman, like Mission when he's in Mission Impossible or mm-hmm. that one movie. I, I forgot what he was. It was like he was a Greek guy. It was it was one that was kind of like oh yeah, like like uh, I don't know if it was Spartan or I something. I can't remember. But it was the movie that led up to him being Superman, or even yeah. The Witcher. You yeah. you 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 can buy Henry Cavill as like this rough around the edges stoic guy, and when you see him in interviews, he has a sense of humor. Like mm-hmm. he can, he is witty and he's actually kind of a dorky guy who can never stop yeah. about, talk about like Warhammer and freaking all the video games he's playing and stuff. So mm-hmm. if you take that guy and, you know, make sure we don't see him for like five years, comes back in an indie movie, like for a little while, like Robert Pattinson did after that, I want to see him either as Lobo or something more in that vein. It's like with Jai Courtney. I thought he was the most boring actor on earth. And once he's Captain Boomerang, I'm like, yep, this is good. (laughs) I like this. I have another suggestion. Yeah. What about Henry Cavill as a villain in the DC universe? Like Dark Side? My first thought was uh, Brainiac, but uh, Mm. like it would be interesting to have like a kind of beefed up brainiac because he's usually kind of beefed up but like he's more of uh i mean in the animated versions of brainiac he's always kind of like more it's more about the brains yeah you know from the name of course but like what if you have like a beefed up brainiac that's like beefed up and robotic and smart and uh but also uh but then it's like i i don't think he does well in kind of 
one note characters. Yeah. Like I, you know, I feel like Superman was very one note kind of, you know, like just like one di- like not multi-dimensional. Yeah. You know, in terms of the character and and the Witcher is is a bit deeper, but he still has this kind of quiet whatever. Let's just have him talk for like 2 hours about his evil plans, you know, yeah. like something like that. And if you think about it like um I think the one character that he was always compared to, I guess, um behind the scenes was Captain America. If you mm-hmm. think about not not so much powers, but like the character yeah. personalities, what personality and whatnot. And like, you know, Chris Evans did make that work, but it wasn't entirely Chris Evans. Like, if yeah. you think about it, Captain America, the the first Avenger, it felt like a lead up to the Avengers. It didn't feel like a, its own movie. It felt like it was just made to kind of yeah. lead to it's the like, Avengers. Yeah. But it was explain why he's there. <laughs> yep. But it was the second Captain America movie that showed what makes captain america work like the winter soldier you have to take this character and put him in an ensemble that and that basically put him in an ensemble that kind of like messes with his like moral code like what Mm -hmm. they do with batman but basically it's like somebody like superman or captain america works when they're like the anti-joker like how Mm -hmm. the joker is supposed to be a force of chaos with all the good around them Captain characters like Superman have to be like this wall of good. And that's why every other character around Superman needs to like work hundred percent. I feel like that's what they were going for, for with man of steel, but I think the execution was just a little clunky, but when you really like yeah. think about what happened in that movie and even like the supporting characters, it's like there was an attempt to do that. And mm-hmm. I think James Gunn is kind of the right person to make all of these work because he's um. Uh, He's uh, he, he's known for making quirky ideas work. He's he's known for getting things that shouldn't work on screen and making it work. And not like little cute things, like big things, like Guardians of the Galaxy with a talking raccoon. Like he's known for doing that because his like quirky sensibility that didn't work in the 2000s was basically the kind of voice that created the 2010s tone and is going to like make the 2020s happen you know what i mean yeah well you know it's like you know comparing james gunn to Zack snyder is like you know comparing things that are like very different yeah (laughs) (laughs) like apples and oranges i don't know but it's just like um I think James Gunn's version of Superman will just have a touch more humor, a bit more humanity. Cause right. like uh, Zack Snyder was all about like they're gods and they're battling gods yeah. and you know, the gods don't feel things, you know, or, you know, yeah. I, I'm not sure if he said that, but it was sort of like, always like, everyone's like, Oh, and, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and I mean, um, when I think about man of steel, like they just went, you know the, the escalation of like yeah. um who the villains were they they just went to 200 percent like you know too quickly yeah. and i feel like zod wasn't a good villain as like a first movie villain right like for a superman that you don't know yeah and like or at least there should have been this kind of like well superman's been superman for a while kind of like the batman like batman's yeah. been the batman for like a couple of years right and you know there there's like he has more experience rather than like this this symbol means hope and then oh here's zod 
And yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, there, there wasn't that kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, like it was too, too many things too quickly. We went from zero to like a, a thousand in like yeah. an, an hour and a half. And you're like, yeah. okay, too much. But uh, I think, yeah, James Gunn will probably, I feel the characters, he has a talent for making weird characters feel human, you right. know, like, uh, or feel pro- like uh, approachable, I guess, like, you know, yeah. King Shark, stuff like that, where like, yeah. he, he only says like, eat and shit like yeah. that. But like, or you, Polka you Dot feel, Man. He yeah, made Polka, Polka Dot Man. Man. If you can make Polka Dot Man work, and yeah, if you man. can get Peacemaker a hit series, piece out of anybody then it's like mm-hmm. okay you have something but he's never really worked on fully established characters like in dc yeah, yeah well that, i'm kind of worried about that because it's sort of like what like uh you know what what is the thing that amazon prime does really well it's like takes obscure properties mm-hmm. and make mm-hmm. them more mainstream and yeah. and approachable and when they got something that was already kind of beloved and mainstream they didn't do very well Right. You know, I'm talking about Rings of Power, but like if you think of like the boys, yeah. the boys was this very obscure comic book that even the, the fans of the boys know that it has its issues. Right. And the TV show kind of fixed all those issues by kind of making doing its own thing, but like still staying true to like the vibe of the comic. Right. And same thing for, you know, uh, what's the other thing that, that was on Amazon Prime? But, you know, I guess like the boys is like the prime example of that. But like when you come to the Rings of Power, which has a load of super fans, me included. And yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it, but it didn't like, uh, you know, I, I kind of regretted that they actually made it a little bit. <laughs> well, I think they need to stop making like 200, 500 million dollar TV shows. Like yeah. it worked for Game of Thrones doesn't mean it's going to work for everything else. And like you just put as much money as you can into something. Once you saturate yeah, well, the like, market, production design more. great. Like the visuals yeah. amazing. The story was not was the part that made everything like crumble. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think the the biggest success at adapting a known property right now is Wednesday. Yeah, when Wednesday Actually. fits for what it is, it's it got a property that's like pretty mainstream. It's like more mainstream than most of like what is it the superheroes that James Gunn has worked on. It, it, it basically it felt brand new, but it wasn't mainstream property. Like everybody's watched some version of the Adams Family or has like interacted with the franchise one way or another. Yeah, and focusing on on like not the most popular character, but focusing it on a character that you can build a world around. Like, let's put it mm-hmm. this way. Like, there's Cheers and there's Frasier. And Frasier yeah. worked because, not because Frasier was the funniest person in Cheers, was because who he was in the show was primed to, like, you can create a universe around this character mm-hmm. that can, like, you know, be primed and stuff. Like, you could have everybody else be a supporting character and it wouldn't... Like, with Wednesday, they got all these iconic characters and all of them were side characters and supporting characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it didn't make the crowd cringe or anything. It yeah. was literally just like, like they, they didn't mind that the icons were now on the side, even pushed more to the side to, than like the new characters they brought in. And I f- yeah. feel like that's the problem with DC movies is that they're still afraid of 
making some of their characters side characters. Like imagine a Justice League movie where Superman is the main character, but people like Batman and Wonder Woman are like super on the side. Like you just get an obscure actor to play them and and it's like it should it works for the movie, but mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't expect the higher ups at Warner Brothers to be like totally happy with that or the super fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. But like I think, you know, I, I just thought of how you know, I think the the reason why Superman, I'm hoping that uh, James Gunn does Superman kind of like what they did with Spider-Man. Right. It's like focus on his life, pro- like the problems in everyday life, because like yeah. Superman is technically a, a poor reporter yeah. um, for a newspaper. Yeah. And like, why don't they just focus more on that? And like how like, you know, he's hiding his identity. But That's like, actually he, the he plan. Is, Right. Okay. So that's the plan. No, right? no that like really they, is the plan. Like, if you look at what James Gunn is trying to do, it's supposed to be about his early days as yeah, a reporter. Yeah, like when he's younger. Yeah, yeah, younger Superman. Like, just just do Spider Man, but like with a cape, and yeah. he can fly, <laughs> and no webs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In a weird way, League of Super Pets did a good job at that. So it's like, okay. Well, it's like because uh, you know I'm thinking about who is uh, I mean. Can, you know, when you think about Spider-Man, the current version of Spider-Man, he's one of the most powerful, physically powerful heroes in the Marvel universe, ex- right. you know, without counting the, you know, super space beings like Captain Marvel and the Eternals and, you know, mm-hmm. to name like fan favorites, of course. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but like uh, Spider-Man is probably the most powerful Earth-based human, I guess, like yeah, superhero yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's still a normal guy and he still wants to like ask uh, his crush out on a date and he still has homework. Although now I think like with the new the next Spider-Man movie is probably going to be him trying to become like a a blogger. I don't know, like what's the modern oh, version yeah. of like a fo- like a, an Insta photographer, an Instagram it was, reporter. It cool to see that. Like that's kind of something I wish. Uh, like a TikTok sp- reporter maybe. That's kind of what I wish that the Spider-Man movies uh, touched more on is like, you could use like Superman as like a metaphor for like modern day journalism. Yeah. How it's kind of like, you know, you have, these like, big, you have these like big <laughs> institutions, but they're fighting to stay relevant because you have all like the obscure yeah. podcasters and stuff getting no, I you know, think more he'll be attention. a YouTuber and uh, he'll have like a photography pod- podcast like Peter McKinnon or something. And- that, that would be funny, actually. <laughs> now that I think about it, like on the side, he would just have all those like wedding montages or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how you get started in photography these days, like take wedding pictures and like, I think maybe portraits, perhaps. That would actually be funny. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're on to like babies puking on on uh, Tom Holland for yeah. half an hour. I watched that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'm Spider Man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's sort of like um, I mean, yeah, I, I think that's what uh, James Gunn is going to do, hopefully. And then how how does he bring in all the other, you know? is uh what's the other guy it's not james like peter saffron yeah or uh, peter saffron, like, yeah. yeah how is he gonna what, what does he do is he gonna take care of like wonder woman or something or yeah <laughs> like he's um well 
Green. My, my guess is it's like he's going to do the business side and James going right, to do right. the creative side. Right. Like, so, uh, yeah. yeah. What is a Wonder Woman James Gunn thing going to be like? I don't know. It's sort of like I, I'm excited, but also afraid. Because yeah. <laughs> you never really <laughs> hear about. Happen. You never really hear about a creative taking over as CEO of a company. So that's what makes it interesting. Like Kevin yeah. Feige, Kevin Feige didn't work because he was the creative. He worked because he was the one that could put the puzzle pieces together of like, like he was yeah, the was one that producer. like, that realized that like for movies to be like comics, it doesn't necessarily have to aesthetically look like a comic all the time or yeah. force itself to be a movie that it's not like, how a lot of superhero movies before were trying to fit into like the action tropes of like the early 2000s it's more of like he was the one that know that knows that comics come in all kinds of shapes and sizes all kinds of genres you know it could be a satire one day it could be an action movie the next day it could be mm-hmm. a comedy it could be a drama it could be like all of these so he was the one that could put the pieces together and put that into movies create an interconnected universe where basically everything is connected but a completely different genre so Mm -hmm. we'll see how that works out yeah we'll see and and after that um Uh, let's think of some other before we stop talking about james gunn uh did you watch the christmas special the guardians of the galaxy Galaxy. yeah guardians of the galaxy yeah, I wonder if that's Kevin what Bacon. they watched and said he's going to take over DC. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the I announcement enjoy, came though. before that, right? But but I enjoyed it too, and it's just like uh, like uh, Mantis and uh, dude, I'm really bad at names. What was Chris the other Pratt. guy's name? Yeah, oh, no, uh, no. Oh, Drax. Drax. Yeah, Drax the Destroyer. Uh, but like Drax and. Uh, uh the other one i can't like i just said her name before like they both mantis, go on and yeah. ask yeah mantis and they go find kevin bacon which is hilarious but i think the my favorite part is like the christmas song they came up with yeah uh with some band called the old 97s or something oh, yeah. and it's like i i just love how they describe santa as being a furry freak uh who has epic superpowers and <laughs> <laughs> and he's good as, at picking locks and uh it's like imagine hearing that the story yeah. of santa claus and you had like zero like prior knowledge of what christmas was You're like this is weird uh- <laughs> <laughs> sounds like violent night yeah it sounds David like Harper. violent night a movie that i wanted to see but haven't watched at all but yeah i, I like i really enjoyed it but uh i think it's um I, i'm looking forward to volume three of gardens of, of the galaxy it's you know, I think Marvel is probably pinching themselves that they fired him at one point, and then that kind of opened the door for James Gunn to get into all the DC stuff. Yeah, well, at the time, like he was basically canceled for like a good like few weeks, almost a month. Yeah. But like he came back because wow, he such a had time. Yeah, people forget <laughs> that part that he was he wasn't about to be canceled. He was canceled. Yeah, he they was canceled. Him, they, yeah, he he was taken off of Guardians of the Galaxy three. He was getting fired from everything, but because he had coworkers that would stick up for him. Mm-hmm. That's the thing at the end of the day, like you can get canceled, you can whatever, but it's like, if you were That's a good like, enough yeah. person and you weren't shady behind the scenes in a way that like people will stick up for you, mm-hmm. then like you could come back. Like James Gunn to me is like the 
biggest, he's the best cancel culture comeback story possible. Because yeah, like, well, like, you know, he came back and took over a company. He's taking over DC. So it's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, not by like, hot, not hostily. Like, yeah. I yeah. guess like the first shock is like, you know, happens to, I guess, most people. And mm-hmm. then the actual nice people get back on their feet. Yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, that, that's yeah. nice to see. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, what uh, I was just thinking of uh, so many things that came out this year. And I can't remember half of it. Like we were talking about, hey, what are we going to talk about? I was like, well, like movie roundup 2022. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, I can't remember what we watched this year. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like the two movies I, I I liked, I really liked this year are now streaming on. Actually, one of them is streaming on Peacock and the other one is about to stream on December 22nd in four days. Mm-hmm. Um, nope. And Top Gun Maverick. Those were nice. those were my two favorite movies of the year. Nope, because it felt like Jordan Peele was like priming himself to be like basically I want to say JJ Abrams, but he would be like he's kind of in a weird way like the new like Stanley Kubrick or even like Alfred Hitchcock, like somebody that can like tackle yeah. multiple subgenres which within the thriller horror subgenre you know he could do something psychological and something you know socio-political based he can do something like nope which is like it felt like a cloverfield movie like i mm-hmm. feel like they should they should have taken cloverfield off of cloverfield paradox and pretend that never existed and given cloverfield label to this movie like yeah Cloverfield colon nope or something you know what I mean <laughs> like it de- it deserved it it felt like okay this is what this is what Cloverfield was going for this is what like all those attempts at like trying to like make a new big budget it's like mm-hmm. it it filled the the part in my heart that was missing after I watched A Quiet Place because after yeah. I watched that I'm like I need to see another <laughs> movie like this that's like exciting but you know not overbearing but you know, something kind of in that vein and nope filled, filled it. And I was like, yeah. And then there's Top Gun Maverick, which is like, I feel like I needed to see it on a big screen. It mm-hmm. was like, I, I feel like the biggest reason why this movie was so big, like if it came out any other year, it might've passed by, but people were tired of noise. And yeah. the only noise in this movie was from the planes. Yeah. Everything else was like a, the simplest, like I'm at a bar, yeah. Here's my friends. Yeah. My buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, Let's play football on the beach, bro. And that's as far as we go, right? <laughs> like that, that's it. <laughs> gratuitous nudity. Uh, but uh yeah. not so gratuitous. <laughs> uh, wow. but um, yeah, I don't know. Like for me, the thing that really stood out for me this year was uh House of the Dragon. Yeah. And uh, uh of course our uh favorite of course uh our flag means death and uh, <laughs> that was a nice surprise was flag it means was a really death, nice yeah. surprise and you know i think uh both like hbo things which are probably going to be licensed off uh, by discovery because they they're uh breaking the one streaming rule which is like keep your own ip yeah. and now they're actually going to license it off to like actually make some some money uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, both uh, HBO properties and like, you know, our flag means death. I always thought it was going to be funny. 
but I didn't think it would kind of take on such a different um, like depth that, that it did. Yeah. And uh, you know, at first I was kind of like bothered by all the cameos from like famous comedians. And by the end I was like, I got used to it. And I was like, okay, well, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's a group thing and right. everyone enjoyed it. And uh, it's so, it, and uh, like uh, Taika Waititi is in there and he does a great job as uh, um you know, I thought him being Blackbeard was just going to be a kind of joke and he was just going to show up for like an episode and then like leave. Yeah. But I didn't expect him to stay for like the whole uh, rest of the TV show and, you know, whatever plots uh, love that happens between certain captains. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much, but like uh, I really enjoyed that and I thought it was fun. And I'm looking forward to season two whenever it comes out, if it if it ever comes out, unless like Discovery kills it. Um, yeah. And um, House of the Dragon, I had, I was really worried about like what it would be like because yeah. season eight of Game of the Thrones was shit, right. uh, or at least 50% of it was shit. And, um, you know, the last, like Game of Thrones left everyone like a bad taste in everyone's mouths and uh, House of the Dragon kind of redeemed, redeemed Game of Thrones for me and just yeah. kept the best parts of Game of Thrones and really made it like even improve the formula of right. you know intrigue drama rivalries uh but it added a sense of like things sometimes happen outside of your control because like you misunderstood certain things so i feel right. like game of thrones never delved into that kind of miscommunication type thing that m would probably happen when no one has a cell phone yeah um <laughs> and happens when you have cell phones as well it was sort yeah. of like you know there are a lot of things that happen in the tv show that just happened because of like perceived slights mm -hmm. and uh, how it devolves into this kind of war that's going to happen in season two but yeah I, I really liked it and those yeah those were two things that reached out to me that that were new yeah. But the other stuff that I think we kind of, I enjoyed us reconnecting with like old movies yeah. like crank and mm -hmm. uh, the grindhouse episode was really cool. Yeah. And us just kind of like exploring older things that I think like people don't really talk about anymore or, yeah. or maybe haven't seen, especially the younger, you know, members of our audience. Uh, and of course, I forgot cyberpunk uh, edge runners amazing oh yeah and i didn't realize yeah. how much of an audience that had that was probably one yeah. of our top episodes in like the past yeah. how many months but that 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 had a big audience and i think yeah. what's going to happen in 2023 like basically everything in the past two years that warner at first uh was it warner media and then now mm -hmm. warner brothers discovery everything they were doing it and what's about to happen with the the new leadership it's going to come to fruition in 2023 and mm -hmm. after the big shock of everything i think what's about to happen is making sense like i don't know what's going to happen to all of their shows but the fact that you know they're selling off westworld and putting it on a fast mm -hmm. channel i mean at at, at one point mm -hmm. i was like okay why would you have why would you let this show away for free and have a fast channel and then i had to remember like my natural habits and because i have a samsung tv my natural habits is to come home lie down and go straight to the free channels like yeah. I, I i go straight to whatever's on those that's where i get my news go all the and all of that and i, I it is i feel like this is a necessary thing to do in order to build up an audience because um 
nowadays um actually let's start with this back when um disney was ramping up their like animation um their animation movie animated movies production back in the 90s during the renaissance and stuff they, they needed a way to you know keep a perceived value with their past movies as they're ramping up production on all the future movies because if everything is the same price and given to you at the same time then like you know you know quality is one thing but you know that kind of devalues everything if everything is presented the same so disney created the disney vault so they could like stop production on certain movies and once everybody wonders hey what happened to blank 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 they really release it as like a 25th anniversary edition or a 30th anniversary edition and jack up the price now what it what warner brothers discovery i think they're gonna do they're gonna release all of these shows for free wait until they build an audience and once they do take it off of the fast channel and put it back on hbo yeah and it's easy you can do that with like all of these and it's just i think this was something that i suggested netflix netflix should do in -hmm. order to you know build their subscription base again you know take all of their shows that weren't necessarily produced by them but you know were i guess uh distributed but produced by somebody else like orange is the new black or uh even House of Cards or all of that, you could put it. I'm, I'm trying to think of another show. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but yeah. I think Stranger yeah. Things was the first wholly Netflix produced show. Or even take something like Cobra Kai. Like if for some reason it gets unpopular, like just take these shows, put it on these like free Pluto TV kind of channels for a while. Wait until it builds up an audience. Don't talk about it for a while. And once there is a big online clamoring for what happened to blank, 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 you just put it back on your streamer. Yeah. Well, I think like they have so many shows, uh, Netflix, I mean, that they canceled over the years after like two, three seasons. Yeah. They could just put all those for free and uh, they could even have their own kind of like free platform Yeah, where you can just watch for free with ads instead of paying. You know, I I think I keep harping on this, but it's always like I I kind of hate the Hulu slash now Netflix and whatever Peacock plans where you have to pay, but then you still have to watch ads. And yeah. that's sort of like, I don't know. I don't want to pay for the privilege of watching ads. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, what if they just did like a Netflix, you know, freemium or whatever, and just put the old shows that they stopped producing and mm-hmm. whichever kind of picks up in popularity, they can just like reboot it or create like, this is what happened to them 10 years later, you know? And yeah. It's kind of like, uh, you know, like, kind of like in the same vein as you're saying, like, because they canceled um, Westworld, like, they'll put it for free on Pluto TV or Tubi or something. And if people like really love it, they might just like reboot it again or just do like what happens after I, I didn't see the last season. Cause I think the last season really that I, I think that was like one of my disappointments. One of my disappointments this year was yeah. uh, just like Westworld season four. Yeah. Altogether. Uh, you know, after season one, it felt like season one was like the, the pinnacle. And then it just slowly, yeah. devolved into like boredom uh, yeah. but uh you know it, it's uh it would be interesting to see if they actually did that all right so okay. uh with that being said um actually you know what let's end on this since this is do did you want to talk about spirited by the way is that like in your heart and soul that you want to talk I about i mean <laughs> <laughs> it was a week ago no but uh i mean Actually, that, that's probably like one of my big, if I can talk about the big surprises for me this year is probably Spirited. 
Right. And uh, uh, like Andor as well. Like that was a pretty big surprise for me. Andor but, surprised me. Um, like I was, Andor was like, this needs to exist more. Like whatever yeah. this is. Yeah. I mean, you know, it felt like, uh, you know, most of Star Wars is made with the sort of like angle that this is going to be seen by kids. Yeah. And Andor is the first like Star Wars property that feels at least like film or TV shows that feels like it was made for adults mm-hmm. rather than just for kids right. or teenagers. And uh, I really uh, enjoyed it. And uh, I'm happy that they didn't talk about, uh, you know, the force. And uh, I feel like it's, you know, having the force just to have the force because it's Star Wars. It's kind of yeah. like boring <laughs> yeah and uh yeah just having luke skywalker just to have luke skywalker in there i mean yeah. i i don't want to throw shade uh you know <laughs> against uh uh the mandalorian because i love the mandalorian yeah and uh the parts with luke skywalker and boba fett were pre- were like probably one of my favorite parts of boba fett that tv right. show uh but yeah andor was just like let's just talk about it's a whole galaxy, right? So, like, why do we always have to focus on the same fucking characters? Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they're talking about the the rebellion that came before Luke Skywalker ever showed up. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was cool. Yeah. No, that, that, that's what makes a good, like, adult show, I would say, is that, like, when, when, when you look at the details of a buildup, rather than saying, this is a rebellion, it's like, well, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. like, what kind of rebel? Who are we rebelling against? Why do we, you know, like this yeah, well, person, it, not like you know, this? It, it, yeah, it, it sort of came. I feel like they they uh, mentioned the the angle that a rebellion doesn't start like from one side. It's just like it comes from everywhere, more yeah. or less. And then it's sort of like the beginnings of how these different groups kind of come together in a way. Or you know, right. there's like uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Stun Star Skarsgård, Skarsgård. Who's like in the middle, yeah. and uh, you know, and and I love his character. And there's like I think the clip of his speech about like what he, uh, you know, there's there's a moment in the TV show where he meets one of his informants, and his informant's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And there's like, No, you're gonna stay with me. Yeah. And then it's like, Well, what do you have to? What have you lost? And it's like, I've lost everything. You know, it's like <laughs> what, you know, something yeah. like that. And that, that's just like an amazing speech. And I feel like you don't have that many great speeches. Yeah. Um, in Star Wars, I mean, mm-hmm. there are a few, and uh, just like throwaway lines that are really well, not throwaway, but like they're like very distinct lines that are that are cool. Like you know, I have a, beat, a bad feeling about this. Yeah. The force be with you. Uh, you know, this is how democracy dies and with glorious applause. You know, like shit like that. But you never get this like long speech about well it's not really a speech and i know i've trashed speeches on this mm-hmm. podcast recently but this was really like as i said from one character to another not like a huge like speech about you know yeah, not like independence day like, yeah hey yeah, everyone like aliens. Hey, i am a spy but you know you guys can disregard that i will tell you why i fight for the rebellion <laughs> <laughs> i am a spy not anymore not anymore, <laughs> wink, wink. Uh, but you know, it's. <laughs> I like the clout. That is why. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I joined the the rebellion for the free perks. Had the four seasons, uh, but uh, it's sort of. <laughs> but you know, I think I, I totally trashed that speech in the Noah Holmes, which I, I I enjoyed. 
but yeah. uh, <laughs> but it had to be done and um you know and or long story short really liked andor uh then spirited uh surprised i'm not a big apple tv plus guy like of yeah. course i loved ted lasso and i'm mm. waiting for season three to re um uh, you know subscribe yeah. again uh to apple tv plus but um i i watched uh, spirited on you know i think it was the last week of my subscription and uh it was the movie that I needed, I think, just to like lift my spirits up and. Oh, uh, you know, okay. For, you know, no, it, no, it made me feel good too. Like, it was the first yeah. good Christmas movie I've seen in a while. Yeah, like yeah. all you need is Will Ferrell uh, for yeah. a Christmas movie, and uh, surprisingly, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, because I liked it because like I always like Christmas movies that are like a little snarky too, like yeah. uh, where it's kind of like there's like a like almost this tinge of snarkiness yeah. while be, still being like wholesome and all yeah. of it like um yeah i feel like, like ryan reynolds actually plays himself in this movie because like i've yeah. heard like since he became super rich that i think it was like tj miller said something that after yeah. he became super rich yeah uh ryan reynolds got a bit weird uh <laughs> like he wasn't as like gracious and yeah. he was nasty in his jokes and i feel like that's kind of like the character that he's playing yeah and um Inspirited. Well, bit. I mean, TJ Miller is also the guy that called in a bomb threat, but yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's a bit uh, special. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't that special? <laughs> anyway, well, isn't I'm, that special? Mm-hmm. Church well, lady. It, uh, yeah. Sorry. Well, I was uh, I would say um, uh, what was I saying about? I was gonna mention something about Apple TV Plus because I would say the as a streamer the biggest surprise okay so i haven't seen emancipation yet i haven't seen coda yeah, I and seen i haven't that, yeah. seen um I seen that either there was, there was one more the causeway i think it was called the one with jennifer lawrence and she's like a vet or something uh, yeah i haven't seen cherry either like yeah. the one with tom holland yeah i they, think most of their oscar Beatty stuff i haven't seen but i will say as a streamer they're starting to become what I would like to see from other streamers because right now we're in an age where a streamer gives you a lot, everything, access, whatever. But I think that studios, distributors, they're they're starting to realize that it's just an asset to distributing and producing entertainment. Like you have your streamers, you still have physical media being sold in the form of like DVDs and Blu-rays, which are still selling. You have the, Mm -hmm. the movies you sell on like, Apple and Amazon that you can like buy and rent online and you have the stuff that you can watch for free or on cable. Like there's a lot of ways to distribute things. And I think they're starting to notice that each of those ways of distributing or can be used as a puzzle piece rather than, Hey, this show is going to be available on everything at this time. And this is going to be available at everything. Mm-hmm. And what I like that Apple TV plus is doing now is that they have their few shows, their few movies, but now they're doing this thing where every month, they're releasing movies that are only going to be on the streamer for that month. And they're big movies. Like right yeah. now, all the born movies, except for the last one, it's available for free. If you have a subscription until the end of the month, uh, when spirited came out, there was a bunch of Will Ferrell movies and Ryan Reynolds movies, like including Van Wilder that got put on the streamer. Like I, I woke up one, I, I went to, I basically went home one day, opened up Apple anchorman is right there. And it said free. And I'm like, yep. And of course, you can like pirate these movies, watch it on other streamers and stuff. Mm-hmm. But Apple TV actually has like really good quality. And 
has like the least shitty, I would say, playback response and quality and basically all the stuff that could, you know, destroy itself while you're watching a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like solid, yeah. So that's kind of something I would like to see from streamers from now from streamers from now on is that they have their main things that they're trying that they produce that they're promoting, but then you have movies that are only available for like these two weeks and if these these big ass movies are only around for like two weeks or so like something like uncharted i would have put it on netflix for like two weeks and said watch it right now and it's like all right everybody rush mm-hmm. that's uh, kind of like what happened uh with <laughs> the infa- infamous morbius uh i think morbius. everyone hated that movie and then it was trending number one on netflix for like two weeks yeah it's still I a bad it. movie. I enjoyed but... it. It's not, it's I mean it's still a bad movie, but it, it's a fun movie, I have to say. Yeah. It's m- much more fun than I expected. Right. And uh I didn't dislike Jared Leto in the role of Morbius as much as I thought I would. Yeah. And uh you know, <clears throat> I think like after the Joker, any comic book movie with like Jared Leto, yeah, I like, you know, I try to run away from. Uh <laughs> but uh you know, if it's on Netflix and hey, you know what the hell. Yeah. And uh but um yeah there's uh i feel like this year or more recently now at the end of the year there's a lot of let's say non-original content meaning content that wasn't made by netflix or whatever that is actually trending number one like, i think yeah. the number one probably the best investment that netflix has done this year is sing two because it's oh yep. it's been in the top 10 since may yep. yeah <laughs> it hasn't gone down yeah no, it's like, uh, and I think that has given Illumination some power as being like the next animation powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, let's put it this way. Strange World didn't make it like a lot of money at all in the box office. And I think it was stupid on Disney's part to release mm-hmm. Black Panther, Strange World, and Avatar back-to-back yeah. and expect to get returns on all of them equally. It's like, distributors don't do that. But Disney decided to shoot themselves in the foot and release three big movies and act surprised when like one or two of them don't do as well <laughs> as they expected. But um, what? Where was I going with this? Um, shooting themselves in the foot. No, what were you saying before I said that? You said something. Uh, were we talking no, about? Well, I was saying like Sing Two was probably the best thing that Netflix has put. Oh, like, oh yeah. No, what year. I was going to like say the best is- investment. Well, what, yeah. what I was going to say was like, while Disney was doing all of that, or while they're trying to like push and make everything like the main event all the time, because that's the problem with Disney is they, they try to make everything they do or a lot of things they do the main event mm-hmm. while sitting in the back is just sing and sing too. the simple movies about, yeah. you know, animals singing. They're just in the back. They're just here to keep your kids busy. They're just here to play in the dentist's yeah. office. They're just, they're just around. So they're kind of like, the one thing that's not making a lot of noise, but it's like in your head. So by the time you have something like the super Mario brothers movie and it's being made by illumination, it's like, Holy shit. I need to see this because Mm -hmm. it's being made by the company that is basically now the comfort company. It's like, they have, they have that, um, the Grinch. I didn't like the illumination version of the Grinch, but it's a lot more easy viewing than like, the live action Ron Howard version. So illumination just makes all these like easy. <laughs> I easy beg watch. to differ. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be on you. I think Jim yeah. Carrey killed it as the Grinch, but it's like, yeah, man. No, I really enjoy. Yeah. The thing is like Jim Carrey 
as a Grinch better than Benedict Cumberbatch, I think. Uh, yeah. But it's like Illumination just made their name in all these like really like barely a plot movies that are like entertaining and kind of like easygoing. And by the time they're making this big budget Super Mario movie that looks like epic, like it makes me not miss live action. Like I'm like, okay, live action is now not the main event. You can do this and I get the yeah. same feeling from it. By the time you see something like that happen, it's like the stimulus from, you know, Illumination being the comfort company now doing something epic. It's like, it's like, I'm ready for this. I, I want, I want to see this. It's like, I'm tired of Disney. It's like Disney shot themselves in the foot and made me tired of them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, I don't want to see the same, like Disney makes essentially the same movie every year mm -hmm. or the same type of movie. You know, like, uh, I mean, except for Pixar, like Pixar is the only part of Disney that makes it like a pretty original, but they always play on the similar themes, you know, it's, yeah. uh, but, uh, um, but I feel like Disney has, has decided to make, and I've enjoyed all the Disney animated stuff. Like I really liked uh, Encanto. That was really nice. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, but I think that was the, it's because I feel like it's it's uh, it was a bit of a change in the structure because there wasn't really a villain in that one, yeah. and that's what made it a bit you know fresh. Yeah. But uh, when you think about all the Illumination movies, they're pretty straightforward. I mean, it, it's yeah. it's not like uh, um, I don't know. It's like singing competition. We're gonna try to get to the singing thing. There's a bad guy. Okay, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but um, if yeah. there's a trend for like my viewing habits have really trended towards like animation. And that's also like manga, like this year more than any other, I think. Right. Just like I've been watching, I binged all of fire force like last mm -hmm. month. Yeah. Uh, I watched all of the different versions of berserk, like, yeah. you know, the 1997 version, the 2016 version, the movies that came out and now there's like a memorial edition that came out. Right. Um, you know, I tried one piece, which I actually did a hundred episodes, which is pretty good i think uh because there are like a thousand <laughs> something yeah, so yeah. um uh, but uh you know mostly i have to admit uh mostly i either watch them half asleep or i was watching them uh like on the weekends but mm -hmm. it's but it's kind of like um i don't know there's sort of like that perfect trifecta of comedy action seriousness and also kind of like just like goofy animeness that kind of like makes me want to watch it you know yeah. because like usually um and also i first time and also like another thing that i watched this year was gravity falls like first time i ever watched gravity falls that is something that i want to i want to get around to just because um and it's solid man it's like two seasons it's yeah. it wasn't like a kid's show that they wanted to like have like you know they, that they want to produce until the end of time like yeah. it, it's saw so, it's a solid run and it's really yeah. well made see that's that's the one i want to get around to because like like by the time that came out i wasn't really watching cartoons i think the last yeah. animated show i really kept up with what like voluntarily was uh the looney tunes show just because mm -hmm. i thought it was like this funny juxtaposition of taking the looney tunes characters and putting them through like regular working class situations basically <laughs> but it's like um but um yeah gravity 
around the time, like I was saying, college, like Adventure Time came out, and I couldn't get into it, but mm -hmm. I said, okay. But I kept hearing from college age people, like, no, Cartoon Network is doing some cool stuff now. So I think off of the coattails of that, you know, Nickelodeon tried to do a version of that, and Disney Channel, you know, Gravity Falls was like, from what I'm hearing, they're, they're, it's like their take on what Adventure Time was doing was like basically having this like long, heartfelt, epic story baked into a cartoon. And from what I heard about it, it's like they get like real conspiracy theories and real life stuff and they kind of just sneak it in. And it's like, I would say at the end of the day, like, what what Disney Channel did with Gravity Falls, I feel like Warner Brothers needs to do with themselves more. Because I, I wrote this in a review. I reviewed the Lego movie back when I was in college. And I basically said Warner Brothers works best when they're the counter to whatever's popular. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like Disney is kind of like the mainstream. And that's why they're so freaking noisy all the time. But it's like with Warner Brothers... Like what made DC not work is because they were always chasing Marvel. It's like it's it's sad to say, but like once the MCU propped up, they had no choice but to like, you know, if they were gonna do something with their DC characters, they had to kind of follow what they were doing. But at the end of the day, these are superheroes and they're superheroes. These people have this mm -hmm. story and that people. It's like too similar. And yeah. the stuff I look forward to Warner Brothers now is like the Barbie movie coming out. If you watch that teaser, I'm like, yeah, I, I saw the teaser. This. Yeah, it 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 was uh an experience uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it it was like a space odyssey 2001 but with yeah. like dolls yeah and uh no it was a pretty cool trailer and it kind of like because i wasn't expecting that kind of vibe uh yeah. for the barbie movie and i'm happy that it's sort of gonna kind of circumvent um uh, i guess like tropes in a way that people yeah. like whatever people think of barbie i think with this they're they're finding the middle ground of like having love for the subject material but also like turning it in on its head like mm -hmm. what the lego movie did because the original plan for the barbie movie it was supposed to be like a complete it, from what i heard it's supposed to be like a complete trashing what barbie was it was supposed to be right amy schumer as barbie and she doesn't fit <laughs> in with the other barbies and right. knowing what the trends were in the mid to 2010s, it was supposed to be a fuck you, fuck everybody kind of like tone. And now this feels like this feels like it's taking the place of what the Lego movie was in the early 2000s. This feels like this is the movie that's going to say like that's going to it's going to make fun of Barbie, of course. But it's also going to be the one that like gets to the heart of what makes it popular and make this like another, you know, big franchise yeah. and like i said warner brothers as a company as you know warner brothers discovery and all of them they they work best when they're not doing what everyone let, let let's talk about this success story for a little bit what viacom mm -hmm. now paramount the success yeah. they have with freaking yellowstone yellowstone is oh, completely yeah. different from everything else that's out everything else is noisy and yellowstone is like native americans and the duttons and the end and you're just in desert yeah. land and you're just fighting and it's just well, it, super slow there is action it's cowboy game of thrones essentially yep. <laughs> and now when i walk into stores like when it comes to licensed stuff the one thing that i see that's not for kids that's licensed now it's all yellowstone i would go spirit halloween yellowstone costumes i go to sam's club yellowstone blankets 
Yellowstone Christmas sweaters, you know, it's like taking the place of what the walking dead was. So I want to see what the next version of that is going to be now, you know, like I want to see what the next, what, what, what the next franchise is going to be. That's going to like subvert whatever's popular. Yeah. I wonder, um, what's like, actually I, um, before we kind of like, uh, I don't know how much time we have, but oh, we're wrapping up. Um, now. Yeah, but like, I, I, you know, I don't know if you want to be, uh, you know, if you want to drum up some some controversy. But uh, what was the movie that we reviewed this year that was, uh, let's say, the most forgettable? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I want you to, I'm going to go look at the list of what we recorded. I'll, I'll let you answer this first. I got to like look back okay. on what we, yeah. So thing is the reason that we both actually have to look through the list to remember <laughs> to yeah. see which was the one that's the least from like, okay, I have two. The, the one thing that I was surprised to see, but then I was like, oh yeah, now I remember was uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, mm-hmm. the Netflix version. <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. Now it's not, now I agree. Cause I just forgot it existed until right now. I totally forgot it. Was that existed. this year? Wait, was that? Yeah. That it was last year. It was uh, March. That was March. Yeah. That was March. What? I thought that came out like a freaking long time ago. Wait, wait really? <laughs> so I, like, by the way, I, I started remember- watching the original one. I don't know if it's on freebie still, but the original mm-hmm. one was like, all right, this is a fucking masterpiece. But yeah, I forgot this existed. Okay. I forgot I forgot about it. And then I saw the thumbnail for the movie yesterday when I was just like randomly scrolling through Netflix. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. And then when I look, I was looking through the list, like, oh, that was that, that was this year. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Totally forgettable Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my god! Okay, Netflix. That's why Netflix isn't making money, man. Well, stop (laughs) freaking buying franchises and ruining them. Just 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 random shit. If you're not gonna put the love that you into this that you put into freaking Wednesday, then like just don't don't buy shit. Like I I hope the Avatar: The Last Airbender isn't being produced completely or ninety percent by like Mm -hmm. Netflix. I hope. Yeah. I hope Paramount. Nickelodeon has the power that if Netflix fucks up the marketing or whatever, they just snatch it back and put it on Paramount Plus or, or something. Because I, I, when when they buy the rights to a franchise, I don't, I don't know. Here, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna look, talk, see what else we did. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, I just uh, saw that on a plane. That was awesome. I know we did like a lot of preparing for that movie stuff, and that was a mm-hmm. that was a good movie. Yeah, Moon Knight was good. Lost. <laughs> Uh, Lost City I still haven't gotten around to talk about Star Trek, Scooby Doo, uh, Obi Wan, Grindhouse. Yeah. I have to say, my my biggest disappointment this year was Halo. I think, yeah, because I was really looking forward to that. I wasn't surprised that it wasn't as good as I thought it would be. It's still not terrible, but I think like for all the Halo fans out there, yeah, it was like a like a you know, mm-hmm. it's like Paramount just like spit in the face of all those guys. Well, now looking back on everything we reviewed, I have to agree with you. Yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That I, I wow, I that is really, the most forgettable. <laughs> I, I, I obviously forgot about it. So yeah, 
it's just like i mean i'm not a big fan of of like texas chainsaw massacre in general like even the old ones but this one was like was, dude <laughs> dude now i'm watching the old one and now knowing how good the old one is compared to now because you can make a good remake like i will say yeah. that something like like the new footloose that came out like the remake of footloose expanded on what made the original one great you know there are remakes out there that like expand and improve and stuff texas chainsaw massacre just fucking gave us like the jason x of mm -hmm. texas chainsaw massacres it was it, it yeah it was bad but like um i would say like okay is there anything in the future that you think might be good or bad and we'll end on this like anything coming out uh, okay. that you're looking forward to um i'm looking forward to I think I already said this, but uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yeah. And I'm actually looking forward to Ant-Man Quantumania, like Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, yeah. 3. Right. Um, but like in terms of like TV shows, uh, the only thing that comes to mind is like the Kingdom, like that that Korean zombie TV show. Like I'm, I'm yeah. not sure if season three is coming out next year, but if it is, I'm looking forward to it. If it's not, I'm looking forward to it anyway, but probably 2024. I don't know. But yeah. uh I think uh Netflix's like Korea like selection of Korean content is mm -hmm. really top-notch. And if uh, uh Squid Game comes out next year, maybe season two, uh I'm not even sure if it's in production, but uh that would also be something that I'm looking forward to yeah. uh watching. But um and of course, um, House of the Dragon, whenever that com that comes back, right? Uh, but yeah, those those would be my top. Uh, and I'm sure that Cobra Kai season six is going to come out uh, next year. <laughs> yeah, that's like my comfort karate uh, food. I don't know, like train food. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I maybe not so much next year, but the one thing I'm looking forward to in the next week or so is uh mm -hmm. glass onion oh yeah i'm because yeah. I, I, I just watched uh knives out uh we, we could do a first time watching one day but mm -hmm. knives out it's uh i'm glad i was on a plane because i had nothing to do but watch this movie so i sat sat there watched the whole thing and it was just it was kind of one of the, like yeah. the better comedies in general that like i've seen in a while mm -hmm. and yeah, I, I really liked Knives Out. I like that there's like this new character that you can like build movies around now. Yeah. And hopefully whatever it's is next. Yeah. <laughs> <And> whatever <laughs> happens after Glass <laughs> Onion, I hope next year there's British guy doing Southern guy. Yeah. yeah. I hope there's another Benoit Blanc movie next year. Cause like I like what I like what they're going for. Yeah, I, I I like that this is this weird clue slash Columbo slash like weird ass like like I, I would say like Daniel Craig trying basically doing the the fucking you know the the you know remember in the office when Michael Scott was playing that board game the 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 murder mystery oh, board game yeah. with the office basically yeah. Benoit Blanc Daniel Craig trying to do that voice for a whole movie and being so fucking bad at it <laughs> it's still so way more entertaining than like kenneth branagh and like a big ass mustache in his movies yeah. like 
it's so it's it's so out of left field that I want to see this character more. And yeah, I want to see yeah. Wasn't he in another movie in an wasn't it like a like a heist or something where he put like he also has like a southern type accent? I can't remember. I don't know. Daniel uh, Craig is like going crazy. He's doing he's doing the Daniel Radcliffe thing now where yeah, you end like up I big, don't want to be Batman uh, Batman James Bond anymore. Yeah, you you <laughs> end a big franchise. Like all the other James Bonds went yeah. to go do serious stuff, and this guy is like dancing and being a freaking weirdo now. And yeah. I'm like, please do more. Do yeah, more. Okay. Okay, honorable mention this year of a movie that we haven't really, we didn't make an episode on this, but it's uh, uh, everything, everywhere, all the time. I think that is, that would be probably best movie of the year for me. Yeah. And I just watched it a couple of years, uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, when I kind of like uh, got on a free Showtime trial on Hulu. Well, I think sometime in the future. Yeah, and I'll just end on this. I think in the future we need to do an A24 episode. Like they yeah. they've been coming out with good stuff. And the stuff I didn't talk about yet, like that Pearl Bodies, 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 or like it, it makes me more hopeful in the future of film. Like yeah. I'm like, all right, these movies are still gonna exist one way or another. So yeah, I think like yeah, everything everywhere all the time did Doctor Strange, like, but better. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it actually makes more sense <clears throat> i mean not the you know the multi multi-dimensional thing but like just the character dynamics and right. how some people are powerful but others aren't yeah um you know i think i actually loved dr strange too when it came out mm-hmm. and i kept like singing its praises to everyone who could who would listen to me but yeah. then like when i was watching it let's say on the fifth time i'm like okay, this is a bit, you know, like you have to believe in yourself and, and <laughs> it's like zombie yeah. Cumberbatch going like, oh, you have to believe in yourself. Zombie and that, that is the moment that I was like, you know, okay, this is a little, I know it's a Marvel movie. It is a little bit far-fetched, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. and it really felt like the Marvel movie where you just put like everything in this, in one movie. Yeah. And uh, I enjoyed it. I had fun. It's not a great movie like everything everywhere all the time is. So it's just like on a different level of filmmaking and storytelling. And, uh, you know, it actually made me cry, uh, you know, and it's more about, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's more about, uh, it surprisingly ties together in a way that it's actually more, you know, it's incredible how they tie all this like multiversal stuff. Right into this plot that's actually all about a relationship between a mother and her child yeah. you know and uh you'll see it like and there's a big bagel at some point uh oh, yeah so. <laughs> yeah all right and, uh, yeah so like yeah that that is the unsung hero of this podcast uh, that we never talked about uh, <laughs> we'll get around to it we got this. we'll get around to it <laughs> all right so we're going to take a Christmas break for a few weeks. I don't know yeah. exactly how much, but in the meantime, where can they find all our previous and oh. this episode? Yeah, well, you guys can find us on, and it's been a while since I've I've uh, enumerated the list of places that we're on, but uh, we're on Spotify, Anchor, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Stitcher. And you guys can follow us on Instagram at what we stream. And please send us your uh, opinions or love or whatever you, whatever, what have you uh, by email to what we stream podcast at gmail.com. Uh, please like reach out to us. Like we always like uh, hearing from you guys and um, you know, whatever you guys tell us, we'd like to, you know, include it in the podcast. And, you know, this is a community thing. And uh, even though like, it's just, you know, the two of us talking, but yeah. uh, you know, here's to another year of what we stream slash tipsy spoilers slash uh, what was it? What we binge. Uh <laughs> yeah. What we binge. Now we're just what we stream. We're just then next year is going to be two guys. Uh, one ocean. One cup. What? Two guys. One cup. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Coming soon is an official Coming announcement. Soon. Two guys, one cup. We will stream it for you live yeah. on. We're kidding. We're not doing that shit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we're PG. Peace. Peace.